Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with celebrated New York City jazz pianist Anthony Wanzi. We caught up with him and had a very frank and open conversation about music. He talked about his newest 2021 CD called Lorraine's Lullaby, and it originated and celebrates the phrase, it takes a village to raise a child. One of those great people in his life was Lorraine, and he explains she is a real lover of the black American art form, and he talks about it. Anthony is an adventurous yet flexible pianist that started playing music when he was six years old. He continues to make evolved and wonderful music up to this day. Enjoy the interview. Joe Domino, how you doing? I'm good, man. How's life? Life is good. Good. I love Lorraine's lullaby. I love the idea, the the village raising the child, the stories of all but of is these. What life is all about? Yeah, without a doubt. So isn't that the meaning we, of life? Yeah, totally. It absolutely, man. So as we get into kind of the architecture of this album, I guess first and foremost. Talk to me a little bit about Lorraine and why this album was specifically named for her with all the influences that you had in your life. Uh, well, Lorraine is a woman that I've met. I've written music for people that I admire. Um, you know, I wrote to them for, you know, different people in my life. But um, she's just a woman. She's a very humble woman who loves this music and, I've never seen somebody who, who you know, I, I, I'm just going to be frank. If I wasn't a jazz musician, I don't know if I would like this music. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's, that's being totally honest. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I find myself, okay, am I listening to this because I'm a musician or am I listening to it because – you know, if I was working at the post office, like, my father, he worked at the post office, but he liked listening to jazz radio. But it had to have a certain thing to it. He didn't play a musical instrument, but he always tuned into, what was that station on? WBEE, 1570 AM. And I grew up on that station with the static on everything. It was the soundtrack to my life. And I liked the music. I liked the I liked the music um, that came out of, as a kid. I was like down there with my as my father was working on the basement. And I'm listening to the music. I'm like, yeah, this sounds good. I don't know what it is. It got a lot of static on it, but it sounds great. But I find myself as I get older, what grabbed me about it, I just find myself it's slowly leaving that that element is slowly whatever that element is. Because music is mysterious. Whatever that element is, I don't know if I like it. <laughs> so sometimes, yeah. and I'm not saying that, I'm, listen, I don't want to get into to naming things and all this stuff, because I don't know what it is. But whatever that element that my father liked and I liked as a child, Lorraine likes. <laughs> and, you know, it's been a while since I've seen somebody who to care less about who Miles Davis is and Herbie Hancock. No, the first thing they do is turn on jazz radio and and chill. And if they don't like the jazz, they'll turn it and put on Madonna. I mean, Lorraine, you know, she's a wonder. I think she's very special in that. And that 
she she has that gift. On top of that, she's a successful woman. So when you have that type of insight and you're a successful person in in this world, I think that's a very special combination. So when I when I met her, I told her she didn't believe me, but I said, you know what? I'm gonna name my album after you and tell the world about you because that's what we need. We need that more than we need more musicians out here. Absolutely. Well, you know, and it's also coming out during a very strange time with COVID and everything that's gone on, and there's more opportunities now to perform live. How does it feel to have this album out during this particular time in our history? I was deeply humbled, and I would like to thank Corey Weed, Jeremy Pelt, for making that happen. Because to do an album during the worst part of, well, one of one of the worst parts, because I'm sure there's more to come. <laughs> During the worst part of this, this thing, the last thing, the very last thing I was thinking about when somebody was going to come and say, hey, you want to do a, a record of your tune using your cat? I'm like, uh, yeah, pinch me. But God made it happen. And that's all. Listen, I'm going to tell you, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. This was all the will of something out of my control. I was just, you know, because that, that record was made. Here's the funny thing about the record, too. We, me, Antoine Dry, Zed Harris, uh, he's passed away. He, he committed suicide. And, and, and did you know that? No. Uh-uh. The saxophone player on the album, he, he, we recorded that album in January, Zed Harris killed himself in July. That saxophone oh. player is no, no longer with us. That's why I put in memory of Zed Harris. This record was made out, it's, it's a very special record because we were, me, Brandy, Distaff, Dimitri Kolesnik, Antoine Dry, and Zed Harris, we were having like, at my house, I caught, you know, okay, I'm now going to get a little personal. I just moved into this apartment in Harlem. The first time I'm living by myself in about a while. So I started cooking. So I was kind of, um, uh, I forget, what's his name? This guy down at Small. Uh, with, the, with, the, with the, I can't think of his name, but he gave me a recipe for uh, fish soup. So I started cooking fish soup, and it tasted really pretty good. So I was kind of proud of myself because the only thing I could make before that was a grilled cheese sandwich. So I started having fish soup sessions at my house. And we was have it was just great, man. All my friends came over and we were eating soup, playing jazz. And then right in the middle of that, that's when Corey Reeds called. I mean, that's when Jeremy Pell called and asked me and says Corey wants to record you. Ain't that something? Wow, yeah. So much emotion going into this album. That's 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 beautiful, oh, man. This album is all emotion. That's what I love. You know, it's my best record ever. Yeah, that's, I can hear it. I feel it as a as a listener. You know, you mentioned if you weren't uh, a jazz musician, you may not like jazz. So let me ask you this: If you well, no, didn't no, no, become, no, 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 I I won't like what they call well, jazz. Right? No, I would yeah, still love Black American music. Yeah. No, I totally but I I, wouldn't I like, get it. I wouldn't like the what they call jazz because Nicholas Payton is kind of right. He's very yeah. right. 
Jazz, I mean, the thing is, with me and with that word, when I use it, I'm so, I'm like one of those old dudes that still use the N-word. See, I wasn't, I didn't grow up on the N-word. My mother uh, uh, take that switch out if she heard you talking like that. I come from, from, from great black people like that who whooped that kid out of love. And we couldn't, you, we couldn't curse. We couldn't go around you saying N-word, N-word. So I would sound like a white guy saying the N-word. That's how I, but I, the word jazz is like the N-word. <laughs> and, and I've been using it so much, it just comes out. This is black American music, and that part, that, that, that part, that jazz, that's the, 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 the funny part. Because, you know, when you see jazz festivals, and then you go and hear it, and it's like, wait a minute. Okay, that's why I'm not naming names. I'm not naming nothing. It's just a feeling because it's it's not about race. It's it's a it's a feeling. I work with Elvin Jones every night. We play five songs, and you can ask anybody who was in the jazz machine. Five songs every night, and Elvin would say the same thing before we hit, and nobody hit it harder and more swinging than that man right there. And he said, "Let's go out here." And this time, let's play with feeling. It's all about feeling. Everything, think about it. Everything you know is a feeling. The way I'm yeah. talking to you right now is a feeling. The feeling of the truth is a feeling. Everything is a feeling. If you don't feel a certain way, you're not human. Absolutely. That's why this record is my best record because it's all feeling. It's about Lorraine. It's about giving $1,500 to Ron Savage School. It's about bringing all my friends together and making – because those – let me tell you something. Those tunes ain't easy. The tunes that we play, they sound simple, but it's very – it was a labor of love. We had about – at least about seven rehearsals at my house. And, and, and you know, with the, with the soup and the laughter and everything, time went by. And in the midst of that, that's when Corey called. The stars were really aligned up this whole thing. So what became the, the worst part of manhood in, in New York became my finest hour. So if uh, you didn't become a jazz musician, what do you think you would have been? Was there anything else on your radar? Well, you know what? I, what is that? <laughs> I feel that. Well, I'm not a jazz I mean, can I, am I, can I retire? Do I have a 401K? What do I have? Really, think about it. If you really think about that question, if you didn't become a jazz musician, uh, what does that mean? You tell me. I'm just a man trying to find his way in this world. I work, I can do, boy, are you asking me, do, what do I do for money? Or, I mean, what, I don't, what does that mean? I mean, listen, are, are you saying, like, the only thing I do is play piano and solo and play, go to A, and go, come home, man, that was a great gig, wake up the next morning and do it again and pay my rent? No, that doesn't work No. Like that. Yeah, no, I would never see, that. Listen, I, this is not an occupation. See, that's the problem. That's the problem. That's what's got everybody. Let me, let me just stop living this lie. It's a lie out here. You got to play this music because you love it. No other reason. And that's it. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. Because 
This ain't no occupation. You ain't gonna get no 401k. Ain't no yeah. guarantee you gonna even play at the Vanguard. And then get your 80 year anniversary at the Blue Note. Ain't no winners in this. You gotta do this because you love it. So, you know, I just do it because I love it. That's all. I like, to, I like the way it sounds. I've always liked the way this music sounds. I've always liked the way black American music sounds and the way it made me feel and the healing part of it. So that's why I do it. No other reason. I think that's the reason why I love you guys so much because, honestly, since we're, being, since we're being raw and real right now, I've been doing this show for 10 years. This will be my 726th show this week. Exactly. I've done 1,729 shows, and I've made exactly. nothing. Exactly. Very, very stop. little. Yeah, because I love it. But I love yeah. you, Pat. And the thing that, that gets me about what, like, just the way that you're passionate about what you're talking about, I feel that all the time when I do this. And the reason why it works so well, while this, why this art form was probably made for the pandemic is because you all feel this in a, in a very deep way, and you specialize in improv. This was made for a world that's going to get turned upside down. And you guys are humble. You, you, you're very cognizant about passing on the torch and the flame and building bridges between the young and the old. That's why this art form works so well. Well, yes. Yes, I agree. I agree. That's well said. Well said. So, so what, what, tell so, me, what did you... When did you hurt that whole album? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, okay, well, I uh, tell you, listen, that young man, I just met that man. That melancholy mind, he wrote the lyrics on that. He killed that. Now, that's my tune, but the, the, that's going to be, I, I think you should get a, do a, a lot of radio play for that tune. Yeah. That's going to that's gonna get you a lot of views and listeners. Because I wrote that for the people, too. A lot of times, you got to give people, you can't give them their vegetables. You got to give them their dessert first, and then you give them the vegetables. Yeah. That's the dessert, that melancholy mind. Because I wrote that, oh, man, I, I wrote that. A girl broke my heart, boy, back in the 90s, boy, I, when I wrote that. <laughs> and he, uh, actually, you know who recorded it first? Who's that? Uh, Willie Jones. It's on a Willie Jones record. And Claudia... Claudia Acuna is singing, but there's no lyrics. She's just going, la, yeah, 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 yeah. And they did a great job, but Milton Suggs put lyrics to it. I'm so glad. And shout out to Jer Jeremy Pell for, um, for introducing me to that brother because he, he has a go his, his voice is gorgeous. I love his voice. Now, if I had the voice like Milton Suggs and my face, I'd be famous. Yeah. <laughs> Not so, so what have you learned over the years from playing around the legends and the luminaries that's helped you with younger cats that you get around? I don't, I, I don't know what you act like. I got a band or something. It's me, Anthony Wanzi. You sure you got the right piano player? You've been around other. Yeah, like, but I don't. Music. I don't. I, I work with. I don't mean. I don't. I'm, I'm a side man, just like the next. Cat. You know, it's yeah. like I'm a, I'm a, I'm more of a side man. I'm not a, I wouldn't consider myself a leader. A leader has his own band. I mean, I work here and there, but I'm starting to get some gigs. And then when I do my own gigs, you know, I, well, I guess, you know what? You know what? I'm sorry. You're right because I'm older than, you know what? I keep thinking that I'm 25. Yeah, I'm 50 years old. You're right. I'm older. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what? You have, I, I take back everything I said. I'm old. 
I'm the old dude. I, I'm that guy. Oh, shit. I'm that guy. I tell you this. The thing I learned from Elvin was humility. That man never, I never heard Elvin talk about, you can ask anybody. I've never heard him talk about it. He's never heard. Now, who is he famous for playing for? Oh, man, he's been around. Um, he's been playing. He's, but he's famous for John Coltrane, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Pretty much. I mean, he's played with everybody, but, and then developing his own style, and everybody's trying, everybody, all drummers over the world trying to emulate that style. And for him to play like that and play as great as he was, I never heard Elvin talk about himself or John Coltrane. Like when I was, you know, he was, Elvin was the, the way. And he taught me that. Elvin was the most humble man I've ever met. And if that's what, if he could be humble, if, if he could do it, if he could be humble and as great as he is and was, I, I'm nothing. And that man made me sound like he gave me confidence. When I thought I had the name, it was like he played behind me like I was McCoy Carter and, and didn't blink. I was like, damn, okay. I started thinking I I started coming back to New York. Yeah, man. But then I got my feelings hurt. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that was Elvin. I'm back. I'm back. He give you, <laughs> Elvin give you a false sense of pride. <laughs> I came oh, back man. to New York. I came back to New York looking at all them drummers and shit. You used to bully me. Yeah, man, talk that shit now. I was like, okay, I got it. I got it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know something from you right now. You know, everyone has a perception of you, your family, your friends, your fan base, but you live your life. You have a perception of you. Who do you think you are? I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah. But it's getting better. Cool. God willing. You know? Okay. Anthony, thank you for opening up, man. I really appreciate your time. Hey, man, Good luck with the album. Thank you for asking. Thank you for yeah. even, you know, I appreciate that. And thank you for the support. You know what? It takes a village, and you're in that village. So that's what I'm saying. We're all in this village, you know? I only think about, i tell you one thing, though. Know, social media has kind of hampered, put a hamper on things. Because yeah. what it did was, it made it, it made people less honest. Yeah. So now, instead of, um, you know, like when I was coming up, you couldn't, you couldn't hide behind no computer. So if you had a problem with a tad on the bandstand, you had to deal with that. And yeah. I don't want to put my man's business out there, but me and Adonis, when we were in, and I love that. That's my homie. I love that man. <laughs> That's my brother. But ask Nicholas Payton this. When men, there was a time where me and him hated each other in that band. I didn't speak to Adonis. We, I was in Nicholas' band for about four, five years. Out of that five years, me and Adonis did not speak for at least a year. It was no fake shit. When he saw me, yep. he knew to keep it moving. When I saw you know, it was no fake shit. Then when we came to, it's like, okay, Da, da, da. I would see, you know, yeah, uh, now we're boys. But now it's just like, man, right, right, you know, it's like, you gotta, you know, it's just, just, just you know, that's what I mean by more honest. And, it, and it'll be more honest in the music, you know, because everybody, you know, 
You know, everybody's great. Everybody's great. Oh, great gig. Great gig. You know, can't be great because life's not great. Can't be great all the time. I hear you. Yeah. Well, hey, man, I, you know, all I'm doing is standing on the shoulders of giants, so I appreciate the music that you put out there. I love it. Thanks again, man. Best of luck with everything. Okay, thank you. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview where we give you a bit of insight into the finest cats in New York, Boston, Kansas City, and spots all over the world, giving fans all that great music. And thanks to Anthony for his time, music, and stories. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino in the iTunes Store. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com and for everything Neon Jazz all the time, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.